The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio and AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much for joining me on this Wednesday evening. What a great day. It's been uh, really nice and warm out. It hit, I saw it hit 50, which, you know, once again, folks, we're in February, so there's something about that for sure. And then uh, we have with us tonight, we have Mr. Adam running things over in the other room over there. How are you doing tonight, Adam? I'm doing well, good, sir. And, yes, 50 degrees. <laughs> the, uh, the, the February... Sun, I guess, is giving me a tan at this point. Yeah, truly. <laughs> because, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen this many 40 to 50 degree days between December and February, it, like ever since I've lived up here. I think that's a good point. I, I think the, the idea is that once in a while you get something unseasonably warm, maybe a few days in a week or something, but we are, I mean, it's spring. Out yeah, there, it literally is, and at this point, I don't know if we're going to even get the final four end of March s- snowstorm that we normally get up here. Yeah, no kidding. Though, and it's amazing because up in my area, I don't know what you got that that snowfall from last week. I think I, I think it was at six inches, though. I think we ended up about six as well. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's pretty much all gone. Yeah, totally. Now, Adam, how long have I known you? Uh, we're going on about three years now, I believe. I have never seen you without a hat before. <laughs> I have never seen you without a hat before, and I, I'm, I, I don't know what to think. Quite honestly, I'm not. That's not as bad. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know what to think about this. The nice thing is, you didn't react like a lot of other people do when I forget to wear my ball cap because I've got long hair. Yeah, but most people think I'm bald on top because I wear a ball cap all the time, and it's a fitted ball cap, so you can't really see right. anything. No, but no, it's Chewbacca hair. It's 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 great. Um, I I it's kind of like you know I didn't know what to think because it's like Darth Vader without his helmet. I mean it just <laughs> it just was very like I okay you know and I I I, I applaud you 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 wear it well and you don't wear it well if you get my drift. Well, so. thank you very much, and hopefully next week or the week after. It'll be long enough for me to be able to donate. I got to measure it, and then I'll have a shaved head. Are you going to be completely bald then? Yep, I take it down to like a two or a three. But once it gets to about ten inches, you can donate to wigs for kids, or um, I can't remember the other one now. But it's there's a couple of places that you can donate longer hair to to create wigs for kids in chemotherapy that yeah. lose their hair. So that way when they do go back to school, they're feeling well enough to go to school, they're not getting ridiculed or made fun of because now they're bald. I feel like, you know, it's the least I can do, you know, grow my hair out. Yeah, I don't like long hair, but it is nice to be able to be like, you know what, I am making somewhat of a difference in somebody's life. You don't like long hair. 
I don't. I but but yet, the entire time I've known you, you've had long hair. That's because I've been trying to grow it out. All right. But All right. no, I'm 43 years old. I am too old to be rocking long hair like this and not be in a rock band. And so, I can't play an instrument nor sing. So when 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 you are when you when you get there, do you start again or is this it? Is this one time and you're you're good or? This would be my third time donating. Okay. And I'm, I'm ask my daughter because she's the one who always puts me up to it, and she's growing her hair out again. So when I hit my ten inches and can shave it off, I'm gonna be like, "Are we done?" I'll ask her. <laughs> uh, so, so just a couple things in the comments here before we get to Lynn here. Uh, Joanne says, uh, "Locks for love." I don't know if that if you've that's heard of the, the other one. That's yes. the other one. Uh, and then uh, Emily says that you you're a good egg, Adam. So oh, thank I think you very much, Emily. I think that we'd all agree. Joanne also says we donated my daughter's hair when she passed 15 inches. Yeah. So uh, absolutely. Uh, also, breaking news from meteorological circles. Uh, Emily says, evidently, uh, it's the hottest winter ever recorded officially. I can believe it. I totally can. So why don't we switch gears? Because I think you and I could talk about this for hours because we tend to kind of get on these subjects uh, tonight. Tonight, uh, we are bringing back on Lynn Monet, And the reason why I have Lynn on for uh, three times, because I wanted to really talk about the books that she's putting out, because they're really good books. Uh, some of these, I mean, not some of these, all these books are great at educating us on a lot of different things when it comes to paranormal. Also, when it comes to afterlife is something that we're going to be talking about tonight as well. Uh, we, we had her on uh, on Monday. We had her on a couple weeks ago. We're talking about omnipresent. But uh, tonight we're going to be talking about her book, Colors of Heaven, Beginnings Never End. Uh, this was uh, published in 2022. And Lynn, welcome back to Ghost Box Radio. Oh, it's my pleasure. I was excited when you invited me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And tonight, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, folks. If you had, uh, if you had uh, questions for Lynn on any of her books, uh, you can put it into the comments. You can also call in because Adam's here tonight. We have nine five two nine four six six two zero five nine five two nine four six six two zero five. Certainly. Um, you know, uh, call in with any questions if you've run into anything similar that Lynn has been talking about over the course of the past uh, uh, three visits here. Uh, this isn't our last time with her. There's a lot more that we're talking about bringing her back on for. And um, oh, I don't, I, why don't we just start with this, Lynn? Uh, the the book that we're talking about tonight, Colors of Heaven, Beginnings Never End. First off, what is this about? Um, when my mother passed away. I saw her come out of her body and the beautiful things that transitioned. But also, I've been a nurse for 40 years. Um, 17 of that has been in palliative and end-of-life care. So I've seen hundreds of people pass away and different things that have, and different people having similar occurrences going into, going transitioning into death from a physical side. And because I have the gift of second sight, I can also see what's the inner workings of the spirit side mm-hmm. as well. And so that's why I wrote it to, to help take the stigma of death and dying away so that people maybe have a better understanding and hopefully bring some comfort to people that have lost someone or maybe somebody that's been diagnosed with a terminal illness um, and, and just to, to put it out there for people to help. It, it's interesting because I feel like that that's the sort of thing uh, that when you're in those situations that it's more meant to help 
like the family, the, the people who are the ones who are not going to pass opposed to the ones who will. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know if you saw this, uh, if you, if you know, uh, uh, John Yost, who, um, we, uh, we've had on the show before talked about his UFO experiences and whatnot. And he had, he had, uh, cancer and he had just passed away a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I, 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 the reason why I bring that up is because I've, I don't think I've ever met anyone who had such a very calm elongated but calm outlook on what was coming up next. And I can only imagine that family members are the ones who are worried the most about, you know, what happens to their loved ones. That's very, very true. And um, just so everybody knows, we don't die. We simply shed our skin and go on. So, and the thing is too, is when somebody does pass away, people need to realize that that is not the last time that you're going to see them. You will see them again. In a different form, maybe, and when your time comes to transition, and pets too, your baby, your fur babies cross over too, so you'll get to reunite with them as well. And and that's that's the thing too that I I mean, and that I've had on people before to talk about that, and I I find that to be such, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm kind of a monster, I guess. I find that almost more comforting than knowing that I'm going to see mom again. I just know I'm going to see mom again. I'm not, you know, I don't make don't want to come across as like I don't want to see mom. But to know that I see that there's two cats that I, I miss desperately because they don't understand what's going on and that going to be seeing them again is, is of great comfort to me. Well, don't be surprised if you have more than two cats that come because the, the animals that you've had throughout many lifetimes and, and oh, different, yeah. different galaxies, you, you may have a, um, you know, a <laughs> buffalo coming running up to you that was a pet of yours in another life. So your cats will be there. But all of them will be there to greet. So, like, and I th- I find that very interesting. We have, let's just go with this, a buffalo, for example. And it uh, currently, I don't know of a buffalo in my life uh, because it's so very much, this is the life I'm living. But then I trans, I, I, uh, I, I transfer over uh, to the other side. Does my memory uh, kind of click where suddenly it's like, you know, I, I know who you are. I know, you know, maybe I have like a number of, of people in my life that uh, that I've been married to uh, different different sexes, different genders, different, you know, species. They all come forward, basically, is kind of what you're saying. Yes. And you will recognize all of them um, because you won't have the limitations and the filters that we have in, in embodiment. And the thing is, too, um, when your loved ones do come in to collect you, and I also there is a galactic part to it also, which I'll mention in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, they do they do show up in clothes, and it's a good thing because nobody wants to see mom naked. So you know, it, it, yeah, they they do show up usually the way that you remember seeing them last in healthy form. So if someone has passed over because of cancer and they've lost a lot of weight, you're going to remember them and and greet them in their more healthier state. But usually, the last way, uh, way that you did see them. Now, if if uh, if when I see mom, do I see her in different forms? And what I mean by that uh, has some of these people been in our lives, just playing different roles, so to speak. But their essence has been the same, and and kind of uh, unparalleled to my life all this time. 
Do you mean? Uh, do you mean of her being in a spirit form, paralleling you? I, or I in, think. I think embodied. Embodied, and I think what I'm trying to get at here, and I I don't think I'm doing a great job with it, is that uh, you know, like there are like a number of people in my life currently, and they they play the role of mom, dad, sister, girlfriend, whatever. But in a previous life, they were all there, but they were different roles, like maybe say that my sister was my dad, and you know that you know what I mean it kind of but they're all they're all different sort of you know that that essence of what they are, just like the essence of what I am carries through life after life as when you cross over, they will present to you as they did in this most recent lifetime because mm-hmm. most people don't have the understanding that you have that they're are interchanging and they kind of get that after they go through the the reception and then the life review and then they go into the um the hall with the veils over the cubbies of missed opportunities and then they get the other part of it and they they then can see everybody's lives and their past lives and all of that and where they've intermingled and you know one maybe one time they were your brother or another time they're your wife mm-hmm. so that that shows up but initially because most people don't have that understanding um they come in from this lifetime first so and and those are usually the ones that receive you but then everybody else comes in um as well and i i wanted to mention too about the galactic part of it yeah when i when i saw my mother pass away she came out of her body of course my grandmother entered into the room uh to help her transition and my sister that had been murdered and um uh she, uh, I just forgot my, oh yeah, when she crossed over, there were hundreds of people in the room with her, but there were also these beings there that were very tall, white luminous hair. I mean, the ceilings were 10 feet tall and it was like capping them at the eye, where the eyebrows would be. And I'm saying the galactic part of it because everybody's right on this. We are we are energy, and energy can't be created or destroyed. And it would be ignorant on our part to think, with all of the stars that are sunshines for other solar systems and, and galaxies, that there aren't other beings somewhere else. And when those beings finish out their lifetime where they're at, they have to have some place to go too. So I'm saying this because they had a galactic element to them. They were very, very. They were just gorgeous. I mean, you could they they didn't look male or female. They could have been either. It didn't matter. But they they were radiating this this love, and they walked along with the angels. Just the galactic ones didn't have wings. Mm. So your family walks along with you. These these other beings are there on the other side. I'm not talking like cryptids and bug looking things. I'm talking about the beautiful, um, the beautiful. Um, entities for lack of a better word that that are on the other side and i i thought that was very interesting because the people that believe in the galactic side and the spiritual side at all it's, it's it's all combined it's you know everybody's right and and we would being being living our life being exposed to to one planet uh it, it makes it kind of puts a it, it puts that filter on it doesn't it for for most everybody Yes, and the thing is, is uh, the filter is kind of set into place as a child gets uh, after age six. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, when they're getting ready to cross those filters face, and what this does is it enables them to view into, through the veils between the dimensions, and they're able to see people that are in spirit form. You hear children talking about their invisible friend, and in the same token, you hear people that are getting ready to pass talking about 
deceased loved people that are deceased people um, in the room. And uh, it's usually the embodied people that are uncomfortable with that. And they run out to get the nurse to get the medicine to shut mom up because they don't want them talking about a dead person in the room. Um, I have an example of that if you'd like to, me to share it with you. Absolutely. But what I'd like to do first, why don't we go ahead and take our first break? Uh, and I, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of comments in the in the comments section as well. I, I feel like that this is something that we're not going to that we can talk about and we will talk about over multiple episodes. Uh, so let's do this. Take our break. When we come back more with Lynn Monet, we're talking about the colors of heaven. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And I want to uh, let everyone know, especially for our friends at Megas Books, that uh, this Saturday uh, is going to be uh, all about chaos magic. If you want to go out to Megas Books over on Central Avenue, you can learn how to make sigils in the history of the movement. Uh, the stuff that they have going on over at Megas is pretty exciting. And uh, you can find out more about uh, what this is this weekend. You go to megasbooks.com, and uh, please go out there. Please support them. There is a lot of uh, uh, great stuff going on around the cities here. Uh, So please, uh, especially if this is something that interests you, please go and support them because uh, this is a great community uh, for uh, classes just like that. Uh, We have with us tonight, we have Lynn Monet, and we're talking about Colors of Heaven. And uh, we we got a couple, Lynn, we have a couple uh, comments in the comments section. Imagine that, how that works. And I wanted to kind of talk about them a little bit. And once again, folks, if you have questions, uh, feel free to call in 952-946-6205, Let's see here. Where do we want to go here? First of all, Joanne says, uh, I was told my husband went back to 40. I didn't know him then. I don't understand that part. Uh, and do you, is there something about spirits that – because I've also heard sometimes spirits will present themselves the way that they felt, like at their best or at their prime as well. Um, you know, the median age on the other side is 35, for one thing. And I had a patient one time. She was a 90-year-old lady, and she was concerned about crossing over because her – she, she and her husband were married from high school, and he then got into a car accident when he was about 30 years old. And she was concerned that since she had aged and turned 90, 90, that he would be repulsed by her appearance. And what you have to understand is the soul doesn't age. And most of the time, they do present as the way that you remember them last, and they will see you. They see your soul, not your physical body. And that's what I explained to her and she was very very happy with that so and also they see you aging because they parallel they come around mm-hmm. us they they could be in six places at one time simultaneously and um so um you you will recognize them however they present um sometimes they you know usually usually though they will show up the way that you remember seeing them last and then from there they change and evolve and once you you know once they've welcomed you back so i remember that uh after, sometime after my dad had passed, uh, there was uh, I had a dream. I had I kept having dreams about him, but this one I believe he it, it was him. I don't think it was a dream of him, and uh, he appeared to me probably in his fifties. Uh, his his hair was uh, black, not gray. Uh, he had a physical presence to him, which uh, he hardly did uh, before he passed. Uh, you know, I think that 
I think it's really fascinating. I think it's really interesting how uh, how how they uh, present themselves, and and that there's also I think it feels like that there's some even some sort of like uh, uh, th- that they just want to make sure they look good, you know that they, they and and I, I find that I find that kind of uh, heartwarming actually in a sense. It is when my mother passed away, and the um, there there was an ectoplasmic wall that had kind of formed on the opposite side of the bed, and I could see movement on the other side. Sometimes I could see a shoulder or pant leg stick out, but as it faced towards the head of my mother's bed, um, my grandmother stepped in, and my grandmother looked the exact same as I saw her last. She even presented in her glasses, her little '80s curly perm and her leisure suit that she made herself, <laughs> and my sister who was frantically waving behind my grandmother's head who um, had passed away when she was 21. Um, her the, her perfume just filled the room and she looked the exact same mm-hmm. as I remembered seeing her last as well. So, and, and that was comforting to me. Um, with When people, there are actually three different types of death. There is a near-death experience. There's sudden death and natural death, with which most of us have. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people, they when they pass away, their spirit leaves their body early, sometimes as much as a day or two early, and they just wait for the physical body to finish. There are some people that stay in until the last minute. My mother was one that stayed in until the last minute. And this was obvious because um, even though she could no longer verbalize and she could no longer open her eyes, she would try to mouth words and her eyebrows would go up and down at the same time. And so when anybody would come in the room and say, hi, Phyllis, she would start mouthing and the eyebrows would go up and down and it was appropriate. And when my grandmother came into the room and was speaking and she was leaning forward and speaking in my mother's ear, my mother was also responding with the eyebrows and, and the mouthing as well, because when a person is getting ready to transition, the filters you face, and they're able to hear the telepathy, which is how they communicate on the other side, as well as the speech of the embodied people in the room. I think it's also, I, I, would, I would say it's probably fair to say now, if you have a loved one in hospice, and they'd say that they're starting to see like their loved ones, their parents or something that you should probably believe them. Right. I mean, I, I had that with uh, my mom. It was she had made a decision uh, to forego a uh, uh, operation. She wasn't sure what it would leave, what kind of state it would leave her in. The next day, uh, she was already kind of uh, she wasn't the mom that I remember. She but she would kept talking about her mom and dad are there. Her mom and dad are there. Uh, so I and we had somebody else on about two years ago who um, was also a hospice worker and uh, just talking about that sort of thing as well that, you know, they're calling out to and it doesn't seem to be a rare occurrence either. It's not a rare occurrence. As a matter of fact, that kind of keys most people that are in tune into the fact that they're going to be transitioning even within a year's time. They sometimes see people, their, their loved ones coming in um, ahead of time. And the, there, there was one case in particular that really, really brought it home for me. And I want to say this, the medical field calls them hallucinations and they mm-hmm. run in with the medication and stuff like that to make, to make the hallucinations go away. But these people, even with the medication, are still seeing their loved ones. Yeah. So they're not hallucinations. But I had a lady on my unit um, named Edna and she was totally blind. She had been totally blind for 10 years, and her son and daughter come to the nurse's station, and they say, Mom's talking to people in the room that aren't there. Well, 
I kind of expected it. So to comfort them more so than her, because I knew she was fine, I said to them, I said, well, let me walk down to the room with you and see if I can adjust your mom's pillow or see if I can, you know, help her be more comfortable. And when we walked into the room, she was sitting at a slant and she was reaching up into the sky as if something very delicate was being handed to her because she was being very careful with the way that she was handling. And she's smiling from ear to ear. And I said to her, I said, Edna, who's here? And she says, George. And her daughter had to sit down and turned as white as a sheet mm. because she said, well, George is my, my father and my father's been gone for X amount of years. And then Edna pipes up and she says, and he's glad that you're taking good care of Pixie. Pixie was Edna's poodle. When George passed away, Pixie was taken by her son because Edna being blind could not care for the dog. Mm -hmm. And Pixie was actually an elderly dog, but very much alive. So the son turns to me and he says, well, do you think my mom's hallucinating? And I said, you know, I can't come out as a medical professional and say, no, I don't think your mom's hallucinating. I think your dad is actually here helping her get ready to transition. So I turned it back on him and I said, well, do you think she's hallucinating? And he says, well, uh, I don't know. And I said, well, would you, do you mind if I try something? I said, I'm not trying to change your belief system. I've seen this happen a lot with people in the years that I've been um, a nurse professionally uh, dealing with this sort of thing. And he, he said, okay. And I said, Edna, can I ask George a question? And she nodded her head, yes. And I said, George, what color is your son's shirt? And Edna said, yellow. And he was wearing a yellow Ralph Lauren polo shirt. Mm. Now, there is no way that a blind person can hallucinate. Mm. There's no way. They can't see. And George responded because he could see what color the shirt was. And he told Edna telepathically what color the shirt was, and Edna stated it. And, I mean, nobody can dispute that. Yep. You know, there's no way. There, how does a blind person hallucinate? They, they, they can't. They can't see. So... I, I, you know. I, it's it's absolutely fascinating, and I, I think at some point we need to blow this topic out a little bit more. A question I want to ask, though, what is heaven? You know, there is there is a place that we go to. Uh, some people call it the other side. They, some mm -hmm. people call it heaven. There is a place that we do, do go to. We do go mm -hmm. through certain steps of things. And again, as I had mentioned, there are three kinds of death, and they're all handled differently. Um, it, it, most of the time with a natural death, they come on with a reception and people greet you first. And then you have a second period of time with your pets and animals um, as well. And then you go into the different stages of the life review and, and different things that I had mentioned. And with people with like a sudden death, they don't come on with the reception right away because a lot of times people that are have had a sudden death, they're like standing next to their body waiting, waiting to crawl back in. You know, they're at a sudden death. They're like, hey, wait a minute. I, I didn't eat my lunch, you know. So yeah. they have to come to terms with the fact that they have passed away and understand that they have. And usually one spirit is sent in then to help guide them. Um, and they do then get the reception once they realize that they have passed away and they kind of accept that. But um, heaven, um, heaven is, is a broad term um, for what's what all is on the other side. And the thing that's interesting about um, heaven, there are, we do have homes in heaven and with similar furniture even to what we have here. That doesn't mean that you have to stay there because because heaven kind of turns into an airport after a point. You can go off to different galaxies and different places and things like that. And, um, you, or you can stay there in, in your home. And there's some interesting things about that too that I 
can share with you if you'd like. Well, I, I'm curious. I mean, it's it's such a curious thing to me uh, because it's like, uh, first of all, it sounds it sounds amazing. And the the first question that comes to my mind when I think about something that sounds amazing, why would we leave there to go anywhere else? Well, um, because. Um, with reincarnation, there where there are people that have reincarnated, people that have incarnated, and the difference is is that the people that incarnate volunteer to come here. They come here for a purpose. We're usually the light bearers or light anchors, and you're an incarnate or you wouldn't be having this show. Um, so, and we're here to help and guide. And for some reason, we all chose to be here in this lifetime during this time frame, which we all must have been insane picking this, but. Uh, but we did. But um, <laughs> that that's kind of how, how that works. And, you know, some people believe that there are contracts. Some people don't. Uh, there, there are certain goals that we come here to meet. So, um, you know, and we, and we help each other and that's, and we help other people meet their goals as well. So, you know, there, there's a lot, there's a lot more detail to it than that. And um, yeah, it's just, uh yeah, there's a lot. There's there are a lot of dynamics to it. Now that you have, you know, that you're able to to see stuff differently than a lot of us do, do you know your purpose on here in in this life? Um, I know that uh, the, I know that there's a time coming up very very soon that all of us are going to know our purpose because I've been kind of on hold waiting as a, as a lot of us empaths and people that have incarnated here during this time frame and that we will know I feel that my part of my thing is, is to help people cross over and to not be afraid I feel that that's part of one of my gifts um, and and I've been able to do that for many 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 people I, I am a death doula which is a, a person that specifically does that and and helps the family also with with the acceptance of the mm-hmm. person going and have a better understanding. So I think that 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 is one of my gifts and the ability to see so that I can bring this this you know this information to people to to help them understand and not be so afraid. I, I got a question in the comments here. I want to I want to read. I don't know if I understand it very well myself, but I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Emily asked the question. She put this in the comments on Monday. But uh, do some entities practice soul harvesting for special souls? You know, I have I have talked to a demonologist about this actually, and it, and there are some stranger things that are on standby that do sometimes harvest souls. Yes. So, and there are other ones that cross over, but the thing about the harvesting of the souls that people need to understand is that at the time of death, you have freedom of choice and you can choose to cross over or not. The ones that choose not to cross over are the ones that are still wandering around. They're the ones Mm -hmm. haunting houses and they're usually the ones that are getting soul harvested sometimes by something darker, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times too, um, I've been working with uh, Dr. Jerry Marvinsky on people with schizophrenia because we're, they're finding that that in some cases there are attachments of disembodied souls that are creating the voices that are not in their head. They're actually whispering in their ear. And some of this is part of it too, 
where there's a collection of them, but it's usually controlled by something darker. And that's what I consider soul harvesting. Okay, that's very interesting. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, the people who haven't crossed over. Uh, crossing over is, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, it's one of my things I also do. I do it through Spirit Box and whatnot. Um, and it's it's one of the most satisfying and rewarding things that I've ever done in my life. Uh, but the question I have with that is from your perspective of the people who are, are haven't crossed over. Do you have a do you have a theory why? Uh, I mean, apart from the ones that aren't crossing over because Grandma likes the the wallpaper and she wants to make sure it stays there for as long as possible before she moves on. There are people who just don't even realize that they can cross over. Do you know? Do you have a theory or understand why that might be? Yes, absolutely. And and some of them choose not to cross over because they don't feel worthy. A lot of traditional religion and the rules that mm-hmm. are in, to, in play have led people, you know, they, they doubt themselves. I had a, a uh, just as a prime example, or sometimes too, there's somebody that's been watching over a loved one and they expect the loved one to cross before them. And then they end up crossing first. So they still kind of hover and then lose their way. Um, So there are different things, but I had a patient that was actively passing and I'm standing at my med cart and I see peering out from around this pillar in the sitting room area, this ghost of this man Mm -hmm. who I called, who I called Dapper Dan in my book. And just to go forward, um, you know, I kind of asked him, I said, well, why haven't you crossed over? I said, I can help you cross over. And he kind of came forward to my cart and uh, he said to me, he said, Milady, he had this very heavy Irish brogue. And he said, Milady, I can't cross over. My wife and my mistress are on the other side and neither one knew about the other. <laughs> so you never know what their reason might be for not crossing. I, I had so, I had one uh, that uh, he, 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 him and his wife got in an argument and uh, she ended up going down the stairs and dying. And he, he, he couldn't live with that fact. And he was he was afraid what was waiting for him. And uh, what actually ended up happening is that she had forgiven him some time ago, and he needed to understand that. So this is what I want, I'd like to do. Um, I'm going to take a break here. We have Carol on the line. Carol, if you could hold on till after break, I'd greatly appreciate it. We have a lot more to talk about, and just really, quite frankly, not enough time. This is a good place to be. We have Lynn Monet on. We're going to talk more about the colors of heaven. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And join me tomorrow on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. We're going to be replaying the episode with Megan Hawkins with her true crime podcast, Drinking the Kool-Aid. It's a local uh, true crime podcast, and uh, we talk quite a bit about uh, what what uh, cases that they've looked at, how what, what her methodology is to presenting the information. It's a great episode, uh, and I'm really happy to be replaying that tomorrow. Now, if you, if you just want some live Greg tomorrow, that's also possible. I don't know if all of you out there know this or not, but Thursday I do another show uh, that you can find on my Facebook page, uh, Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken, called Myth or Mystery. That's at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and basically what that is, it's a panel program where we play uh, videos and we try to look to see and get everyone who's watching for them to vote whether or not what they're looking at is a myth, which is not paranormal, a mystery, which is paranormal or unknown. Uh, And tomorrow, Beloved Pet returns to visit family after passing. That's one of the videos we're looking at. 
And also another video we're looking at is the deceased motorcycle owner returns to ride his bike one last time. Uh, even though it's a video, uh, I'm going to play the, the trailer for tomorrow because it's audio as well. This is what we're doing on Myth or Mystery tomorrow. Trouble sleeping one night due to missing their mother who had passed. The owner of this video received notification of motion detected by the backyard security camera. The video captures a transparent image of what appears to be a dog taking wow. a few steps away from the house. A stray cat comes immediately into view, as if alerted and aware of the presence. According to the video's owner, their cocker spaniel had passed away while sitting on her bed in the backyard. Join us as we analyze this video and others Thursday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Which is 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for those who didn't, who aren't able to see the video, it, it's very cool. And we're going to be looking at that tomorrow. One of the highlights is uh, my friend Ryan Headley. Uh, he is the person who goes through the videos. And if he doesn't think that it's paranormal, he breaks down in a very respectful way why he doesn't think so. He doesn't look at it and goes, well, it's not paranormal because of blah 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 he's very he's he's very uh good at that so i wanted to make sure that uh everyone knows tomorrow myth or mystery at 9 p.m central standard time you can watch it at ghost box radio with greg bakken on facebook we have lynn monet with us we are wrapping up our discussion of her book colors of heaven and uh i left poor carol waiting forever to get on the phone with us uh carol uh, are you still with us Hi, Carol. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. What you got for us? Yeah. Uh, not very well, actually. Uh, oh. what, but you, what's your question? Do you have a question yeah. for Lynn? Hey, sir, thank you. You are fascinating. You are reassuring. It's just a wonderful night. Do you, I, I, My question is, okay. Go ahead. I saw that you said you're a doula, that you help families help people pass over? Yes. Yes, I, I am a doula. I do help people transition over as well as bring comfort to the family. It's it's, it's kind of like hospice, but it's a little bit more in depth. I, unfortunately, unfortunately, I, I we can't hear you. I, if Carol, feel free to try calling back again at nine five two nine four six six two zero five. We might just be having some some uh, line questions, but uh, kind of going down her path, uh, Lynn. Uh, that uh, you know, I think I think uh, to some people, the concept of death doula is a kind of a new one in a sense. And I, I, I feel like, I feel like where Carol was going with this, and I think she's coming back on the line here. I think that she, she finds it. I think she, it, it brings her comfort to know about it is, is my guess. Um, it very interesting for sure. And I, I'm, it, yeah, go ahead, Lynn. Oh, I'm sorry. The thing about death doula versus, um, as I mentioned, you know, it, it's, it, there's hospice and death doula also engages with the spiritual part yeah. of it. So it's a little bit different. So you've got the medical, you've got all of that, but they engage in with the spiritual part <clears throat> is where the death doula comes in. It it seems like that it is. Uh, it, it also seems like uh, that uh, uh, it, it's really, I mean, obviously 
everybody is uh, is uh, kind of uh, transitioning during this period, but it's a different sort of transition where you're actually like they like the family is really transitioning with it as well. We got Carol back on the line. The connection is still a little wonky, it sounds like, but we're gonna we're gonna give it a try anyway. Uh, Carol, uh, can you hear us? I hope this is better. It sounds better. It yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, good. Um, I just my question was, um, you know how you do your family wish thing, and you tell people you write down your request, like what you want, and all this. If you're gonna, at your last when you're gonna pass. And one of the things I wrote down, and I have one daughter who truly believes with me that everything you're saying, I I truly believe all that. I'm fine with passing away because I know I will be met by my husband and my family. But I have kids that just, when we've lost someone, they're just so devastated that they can't, you know, they don't have that understanding. So I told them, I want to see if I can find somebody who can be there if that ever happens where I'm in a, on a hospice or something, that I could have someone come in and help them see the transition. Is that something you do then? I mean, like, I know this is silly. I feel like I'm going to live forever. But I'm just wondering, can people actually have somebody come, say I'm in hospice and I could have you or somebody come and help my family? Yes. Yes, that, that's what we do. And, um, I, and I'm proud of you for having your end-of-life directives in order um, because it makes it so much easier for the family when you can make your own decisions ahead of time and then they just go on what, what, you, you, know, what you have listed. But, yes, um, I... I you know, a death duel is something that's more new. Um, yeah. So I would look for one ahead of time uh, yeah. in your area, like Google, you know, in your area. Um, if I'm oh, in your okay. area, I'm in South Carolina, yeah. I'll be happy to come if you need me to. But um, it, it is a very beautiful and peaceful thing. And, and it changes the energy in the room, which is so important because we are energy. And it changes the dynamic uh, for the fam- for the family as well. And again, death has such a finality to it for most people. They don't realize that they will see the person again and that mm-hmm. we don't die. Yes, and that's what I believe. I know I'm just moving on. And I'm so content and at peace with it. And my one daughter is too, but I have my other kids that just like, I know would be just like totally devastated. And I don't want them to have that experience. Yeah. I want them to have experience how I feel. So when you said that, I just appreciate you mentioning that because I thought I was crazy that, well, I'm never going to be, I'm going to have to look up a psychic or something, you know. And and, uh, Carol, I would recommend uh, going to metamorphosisconnections.com and and, and, and type in uh, uh, doula death doula and okay. you should be able to find people and before you go carol i have to i i think lynn the question i think that i i comes to me from this is with carol being so forthright with with her beliefs and being and letting her family know this i mean that has to and i know that there's a couple who uh, family members who are just going to be devastated and there's i understand the grieving process but just even showing that you are that you understand and that you're open, that has to do something for for their grieving process in a good way, I would think. That's what I'm I, hoping. That... Go ahead, Carol. Go ahead. Oh, I'm saying that's my wish. That's my, because like I said, when I lost my husband, I know he saw his mom come and I told mm-hmm. him his, his army guys that he had lost in um, Vietnam were there meeting him, his brothers. 
there was a little boy who met him who I have no idea who that was, and I kept saying, he's okay. And um, my one daughter to this day is still grieving so heavily for oh, her dad. Yeah. And that's, I don't want that for my kids when I go. I want them to know that, hey, I'm rejoicing. I'm, I'm going to miss you, but, hey, it's going to be fine. And you're always with them. You're going to always and be able I to watch over them. them. Yeah. Them. yeah, and I told them, and if you want to do something, you'll feel a little kick in the butt. You're going to know your mom's <laughs> gone. <laughs> you know, that, but. the thing is, too, is you can you can make a pact with your family um, and, and to uh, people when they are on the other side, they can move things that are light like feathers. My mother, when she passed away, we had an agreement that she had very, very long, luminescent, pearlescent hair that she would leave one of her hairs. And to this day, I've even moved twice. Thanksgiving, I found one of her hairs over a chair seat in, in the in my uh, dining room, uh, my sister who passed away leaves feathers. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, parrot feathers, not just feathers, parrot feathers. I don't have any birds in my house. Something that you wouldn't expect. Yes. So you can make a pact with them so that they know, because sometimes they need something more physical to know that you're there during, especially during stressful times. Um, You can pick something with them, make an agreement, pick a ladybug, pick something, um, and that, cool. and it even applies, it doesn't have to be a real ladybug, although they will see ladybugs during times of the year that they're not supposed to be around, but also turning a magazine or having somebody pass you with a t-shirt on with a ladybug on it. It's, it's you letting them know that you are present with them in that moment. Right. And I think and so that brings comfort to people to have something more physical. To, all right. Um, well, when you're on the other side, you can actually tell them ladybug and I would be able to actually do that for them I will be able to make well, that happen you tell yes them, you will you tell them ahead of time you tell them yeah. before yeah. you die you make oh, that well, I appreciate everything you're you're just a fabulous um, speaker and you've been so reassuring and I thank you for your help on this I'm so excited that now I can maybe I mean I don't plan on going anywhere but I like I'm such a caretaker with my kids that yeah. I want to make sure Oh, thank you so of. much. Thank you, Carol. Really appreciate thank you the call. So much. You're a wonderful guest. Bye bye. Oh, thank you. Uh, and we just keep. We'll just keep it going, uh, Lynn. We got another call. We have Emily uh, that uh, would like to talk with us too. Emily, how are you doing tonight? Oh, about as good as I'll ever be. I have food, so I'm totally good. <laughs> well, <at least> some <laughs> of us do. How was what you got? What you got tonight? It's really quick. I promise. Oh, it's fine. Okay. So my question was, um, and I asked it in the comments, but I know there's a ton of comments, which is great. Anyways, um, so my question was, is can can living souls recognize living souls? Like, you know, sometimes you meet people and you're like, oh, like, this is for me. Like, I'm at home, you know? Yes. um, Those are the people that you connect with and you have that deja vu moment where you feel like you've known them for a very, very long time. And, And you have. They're old souls. You guys made an agreement on the other side before you came down that you would meet at that moment uh, for whatever purpose, either you needing something or them needing something from you and that guidance. But yes, absolutely. Souls do connect here and they do recognize one another. That is amazing and beautiful. Thank you so much. Makes You're it, welcome. It makes it makes it like there's a point to the world or something with 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 talk like that. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, very. I mean, that combined with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know. <laughs> Ooh, I want one. I love those. right. You know, you know, and it's like they talk about too, like twin flames and and people, their soulmates, and and it's that kind of thing too. 
it's just that connection. Um, you, 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 you know, it, you know it when you have it. So, well, yeah. I've, I've talked to, and, and Emily, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate thank it very you. much. Thank um, you. I, 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 uh, I, I've talked to people, I've talked to psychics who are like, I personally don't believe in twin flame. I don't believe I think they're the ones who've not had a great life to be, I mean, I hate to be kind of a sourpuss about it, but you know, when you get people who are like, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily believe in that. And it's like, because you've never experienced it. Uh, Brad says in the comments, my best friend, the moment I met her, I recognized her soul. So that isn't that, isn't that sweet? So um, yeah, and I have and I have a feeling about that. I have a feeling that she was a brother to you in a past life. By the way, you were connected in family in some way. A, a brother to Brad, not me, right? No, brother to Brad. <laughs> okay. Yes, but Brad, but Brad wasn't Brad then. So I don't think Brad's Brad now. I know him. I don't know what he is, but uh, he's he's something else. That's for sure. Um, and uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, it's really, it's really interesting. Uh, now as we're, we're kind of wrapping up here real fast, uh, we have about a minute left. What else are you working on at the moment? I'm, uh, currently working on, I have the omnipresent, which is going to end up being a five book series. Um, I've just finished 111 Beckadon drive. I'm working on omnipresent known place like home, which is in reference to elementals and alien things mm-hmm. and also soul harvesting like that one person asked because elementals do do that. Um, and I'm going to be doing a follow-up to Colors of Heaven, um, hopefully to bring more comfort to people. And somebody just recently approached me also on doing one on removing attachments on people with mental illness and other issues and the preparation that goes with it. And people need to have the understanding of what all it involves so that it can so that it can be effective. Once again, uh, there's there's a lot of these great books. Uh, I recommend please go and support Lynn by getting these books because it's very clear that there's a lot of people who find uh, this these topics uh, really uh, helpful and and uh, so you can get her books over at lynnmonet.com to the point that you're going to even uh, sign them, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I'll personalize them for you and sign them. That's awesome. We're going to wrap it up for uh, tonight. Uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, Megan Hawkins talking about drinking the Kool-Aid. But please don't forget to uh, go and check me out on Myth or Mystery at 9 p.m. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate everything. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. And we're going to have you on again. There's a lot more to talk about. Everyone, have a great night, and uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. But I'll be back in studio on Friday. Take care, everybody. Good night.